Hello, welcome in. Live chat. It is indeed a Wednesday. There is indeed a CJ Cup. Absolutely stacked field. This next hour, it's all yours. Whatever you want to talk about, drop it in the chat right now. We'll go through as many as possible. If we run out, we'll stop early. If we have a lot of good ones, we'll keep going. It's a very, very simple game we play here every single Wednesday. I'm quite tired, though. I have to admit, I uh, I did a, I did the golf ball testing this morning, if you saw me tweet about that. So I just went and hit a ton of golf balls, and uh, I'm a little more gassed than I originally anticipated. But I'm going to power through. We're going to figure this out. Here we go. Ryan McWinney. Whoops. Scotty with a new putter question mark. If he can plug that hole this week, I like his chances. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, right? Here's, here's Scotty Scheffler. Uh, even with a subpar putter, he's been able to put up some pretty good results. However, uh, he has not really ever found the top of the leaderboard or near the top without gaining strokes with the putter. This is my website. It's rickrungood.com. Uh, you should definitely subscribe to it. So his best finish while losing strokes with the putter was at T13, where he lost a stroke with the flat stick. And then you see misses a cut by losing, misses another cut by losing, a T21 here, losing strokes. But when he gains strokes, when he gains strokes with the putter, it's a wrap, right? That's that's what we've seen from Scotty in 2022. He's either going to win or he's going to finish second or he's going to finish third. Um, the new putter is, it's a prototype. I, I tweeted it out. Um, I think it's, I think they call it the T 5.5. It's a mallet style putter. It's not that blade that we're used to seeing Scotty play with. This could go either way, right? This is, this is very much the unknown entity. It's uh, a variable that we cannot account for. If he puts well, I think you are looking at a really good finish. If he doesn't, history says he, he, he's not going to be up there. Um, we've seen guys switch putters and immediately gain like three strokes putting, or we'll see guys that, Hey, it still doesn't feel all that comfortable. It's weird when you get into competition and it's not that great. So I have no idea. I have no, all, all I know is that he is putting a new putter in the bag and his performance this week will likely be dictated by said putter. Given that wind looks to be minimal and the field is a lot stronger this year. What do you think the winning score will be? So I think uh, last time I saw, I thought they were calling for rain on Saturday, which would be a damn shame because this golf course uh, is so good at firm and fast. I think Garrick Higo won it at 11 under 11 under par. I will say 15 wins it. Um, if it gets really wet on the weekend, maybe 16 or 17, but I still think you're going to have, um, a decent bit of resistance, right? If this is if this is that sand firm and fast that they want it to be, and which uh, Patrick McDonald of CBS Sports, uh, he was on the ground earlier. I mean, like it, it, it's firm and fast right now. Hopefully, it stays that way all week. Hey, Rick, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Tom Kim for one and done? Ride the hot hand without having to burn a top guy. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with this, right? What Tom Kim has done is 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 nothing short of of spectacular. And there's a couple of items that we have. Uh, to think about here. First of all, look at that brand new headshot I have of him. How good is that? Great hat. So what do we know about Tom Kim? The only deficiency is that he does not hit the ball very far. This golf course, if it plays firm and fast, is going to give you a lot of roll. It's going to give you a lot of bounce. Even the shorter hitters are certainly in play around this place. And then if that's the only deficiency, the rest of his game is, is unbelievable. I mean, he's gaining one to two strokes per round uh, on approach, which is elite level stuff. His short game is splendid, and we've seen the putter um, be great. We've seen it be scorching. We've seen it be 
one of the best putting performances we've ever seen the shot link era during the Wyndham championship. So I I'm cool with this. Uh, there's a chance that Tom Kim is not who we thought he was or who we think he is now. And once he gets into the rigors of a full season and uh, maybe gets a little bit tired, I don't know. I think there are a lot of unknowns for Tom Kim in 2023, despite how high I am. I'm fine using him here. I've actually opted to go a different route uh, for one and done, which I'll keep to myself unless it comes out later. Any love for the short straight crew this week? Harmon Henley Todd. Um, my understanding is that, and again, this is from Patrick McDonald, who was there for practice round. Uh, I think it was yesterday and he was, uh, he's there again today. Guys like Brendan Todd, the, the, the problem is going to be that there are some corners you can cut at Congaree. And if you can carry some bunkers, um, on typical Fazio designs, if you can carry the trouble, uh, you are in much better shape. So it really just narrows the path to these guys. Henley's a little bit more interesting because I think you get a situation where Henley is a great iron player and he gets to putt in a region that he should be fairly confident and comfortable with. Um, Brian Harmon's also, I mean, these guys are all Georgia guys, right? In some form or fashion, whether it's the university of Georgia or they reside there right now. Um, so they should be pretty familiar, but that that's a little bit exciting for Henley because he's much more known. I think Todd just has a, a much a much more difficult path to the top. And then Harmon, I think Harmon actually played well. Let me just check this real quick, and I'll actually I'll pull it up here. Let's just look at the guys that played this event when it was the Palmetto, right? That's the only other time we've seen this in action. And I thought Harmon had a decent week, but am I making that up? I guess I am because he's not, he didn't even play it. So I'm, I'm completely making that up. Brandon Todd didn't play and Russell Henley didn't play either. It's a little bit surprising, but it was the week before the U S open. So maybe those guys uh, were taking a little bit of rest. Uh, been a loyal listener since forever. I'd love to never hear you say Tagala is streaking. You never know what to expect. Please. And thank you. It'd be a lot easier to stop saying that if it wasn't so true, but I uh, understand your point. Thank you. What's up, Rick? In outright betting, I'm looking at the top guys in the Rick Run Good model. Hatton, Victor, Scheffler, Rom, Sung Jay. Would you consider any of these guys to be fool's gold this week? I've bet Terrell Hatton, but I do worry about that. Um, here's the ball strike. So this is this is why I bet him. 11 strokes gained in the ball striking categories at the Palmetto uh, when we played here. Lost three strokes with the putter. If you look at even his result last week, I don't think was as bad as it looked, which was a T45, I think. Yeah, T45 the Zozo, but he's got two top 10s outside of that. The only issue that I have for Hatton is, at this point, what is his winning upside? Legitimately, what is his winning upside? And I think when you start to roll this back, you're like, man, it's been uh, almost two full years since he won in Abu Dhabi. Um and that's when he kind of rattled off like those four wins in 15 or 20 starts or whatever it was. And we have not seen really anything close to that. Uh, played well at Bay Hill, which he always plays well at Bay Hill. Uh, played well here. So I'm hoping he plays well here again. So I, I think when you're looking and comparing this to the other guys, and think look, look at those names, Victor, Scheffler, Rom, Sungjae. Hatton is the fool's gold of that group. However, I've, um, I've bet him because I'm a fool. Rick, how much do you weigh uh, strokes gained fatigue 
this week, doesn't matter less in no cut events. I don't generally care that much. Um, there's been, there's always anecdotal evidence. There's not really a lot of good evidence when guys fly a lot of miles. I will also say, uh, first of all, the, the PGA tour chartered a plane from Tokyo to Atlanta, um, nonstop seven. Uh, I think it was a Boeing 777 or something like some, a huge plane. So I think they were quite comfortable if they came on that charter. I also think that these guys fly and travel more than, um, most people and they are in tune with their bodies and how to get over jet lag and stuff like that. So I, I just, I just don't usually care about it. A lot of six and seven guys uh, seem to be popping up for me. Is this the best event in the fall to use the stars and scrubs method? Okay. I think that's pretty fair, right? You've got a, a top heavy board with a lot of really good golfers. And then you you're right. That six and seven K range, you know, you throw out um, some of the guys that you don't think have any chance, but then you get to a lot of, really reasonable options like Seamus Power, who owes us and also uh, played well here at, at the Palmetto and uh, SH Kim, who has been absolutely just phenomenal. And even going down into the 6K range, a volatile guy coming off the T25 at the Zozo, like Alex Smalley. Or like, yeah, I, I do think that this, this is a fairly reasonable uh, stars and scrubs week. I, I think, I think it, I think that's, I think it's a good idea. Hank Hill says, Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Um, so Hank Hill asks a, like a, a very meta question here. So when's the next lineup optimizer custom model update? Any chances we can get, we can be able to add a minimum percentage for a player along with the maximum. So I was hoping to be able to show the custom model right now, uh, the new one, because it is being pushed to production as we speak. And I was going to wait for somebody to ask a question like, Hey Rick, can you run a new model? And I was going to unveil it very sneakily and surprisingly, and it was going to be fun, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, if this, if this live chat was like three hours later, it probably would have happened. So here's, here's my goal. I believe at, at this point on a Wednesday that by the end of this week, uh, the new custom model will be on rickrungood.com and you will be able to see it for the CJ cup. And then as I refresh it, boom, you get to use it for next week, which is what my is that right? Um, or Houston, maybe that, that is, that is my goal. Now the new custom model is a huge improvement. There are a ton more stats. Uh, there are mixed stats. So if you want to use 12, last 12 rounds off the tee, but last 50 with the putter, that's on you. There is course history. So we could plug in Congaree. We could plug in anything, comp courses, whatever. There are just a, just a ton more options for you. Uh, that will still Hank be like V1 of the new model. So for V1, you'll still have to use the little trick to do minimum percentages, which is, um, you know, raise a guy's value to 500 or something outrageous and let the thing do its thing. But that's one way to trick the system into doing a minimum. The V2, which is hopefully closer to like the start of the year, uh, it'd be, would be like multiple slates would be a minimum percentage. Like there's a list of these things. So I think you guys are going to be very happy this week. And then of course, there's always going to be constant improvements. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, stars and scrubs? Oh, kind of did that. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking at starting with Fitz to try to get a little bit different McElroy and Rom scare me, man, you, you must be spooked easily, Dave. If John Rom coming off a win and Rory McElroy coming off constant success, scare you. I think you have, I think you have a fear problem, Dave. Um, 
<laughs> you know, all joking aside, I those guys are those guys are great options. What would you give uh, Rory or Rom versus the field this week? Uh, well, the field would be heavy favorites, right? So if Rom and Rory each win this eight percent of the time, sixteen pearls for round numbers, call it fifteen. So it's like one in six that they win, something like that. That might be even generous, and then the field gets the rest of that. Hi, Rick. You emphasize driving accuracy in your preview, but Andy is all about driving distance in his article. I love you both, but you're confusing me. Please help out. Thanks. Um, okay. Well, I think this is pretty simple. So the way that when I say driving accuracy, that is a, uh, a statistical representation of, of, of the, st- of what I'm looking for, right? Driving accuracy literally means that you hit the fairway or not. So you could, I, I very much am, am on board saying, Hey, like playing out of the fairway is critical because if you miss the fairway, you're in trouble. Now there are, there are wider fairways, which I think is probably what Andy is getting at here and saying, okay, well you can kind of bombs away. Um, I think he also knows that, uh, a lot of Fazio situations where if you cut the dog leg, if you carry X, X bunker, if you are able to take out, you're usually able to take out a lot of trouble with driver if you can carry it that far. So I think uh both can be true. The other thing is um neither of us might know might not know anything, right? The the stat model that I that I put up here which uh that's based on one year's worth of data, right? So when I came on here Monday I was like, "Listen, pump the brakes on this model. It's one year worth of data and we played it in June. It's October. We this might be completely different. We have no idea." So I think we're both doing a a really good job of uh trying to to educated make educated guesses. Rick, sniffing yourself is not a saying. Yes, it is. Uh, I believe it is derived from smelling yourself. It is a variant smelling yourself. Here you go. Urban Dictionary. Smelling yourself. Checking yourself out. Looking in the mirror too much. Thinking that you have swag or game. Flirting with a lot of showing off involved. Being vain and egotistical. Here's Here's an example. He is constantly in the mirror flexing with his shirt off, smelling himself. Here's another. Uh, Every time you get around a female, you start smelling yourself like you got mad swag. It's like you instantly turn into soldier boy or something. There you go. That's written by Cat to Queen in November of 2015. Sniffing yourself as a variant of that. Dave, that makes me think you don't have enough swag or game to know about smelling yourself. Also, KP does need to go to a Wawa. Can we do a deep dive on JT Poston? Yeah, I'd love to. There's nothing I'd love more than a JT post in deep, uh, deep swag. Yeah. Deep dive. <sighs> okay. So this is fair, right? So a bounce back week from the Sanderson farms, which we know <laughs> was, was the week after his bachelor party. And he was probably all, uh, jet lagged, we'll call it. So misses the cut at the Sanderson Farms, comes right back, gains 3.8 at the Shriners, finishes T20. Game is uh, sharp, right? This is a good week. When you're JT posted and you only lose a quarter of a stroke over four rounds off the tee, you've done a very, very good job and you lean into the rest of your strengths and you finish inside the top 25. That's kind of how he does it um, in most of his good finishes, right? Sa- similar thing at the as T21 at the Wyndham. Uh, doesn't drive it all that well, picks it up on approach and picks it up on the rest of his game. How is it? How does he do it when he wins? uh, adds the driver to it basically. Yeah. So this is, this is fine. I I think, I think JT is, uh, very much on brand at the moment. I think that you're going, uh, you should be expecting a a decent performance. I want to look at his splits real quick. He's a very good Bermuda putter. 
yeah, let's let's go. Let's fire up JT Post, and that's all good. How do we like Cam Davis this week? Yeah, so um, remember, this golf course, like, I don't know how to quantify this, but this golf course is designed to be like a sand belt Australian golf course, um, which guys like Jason Day and Cam Davis are going to have played a lot more than everybody else. It is that sand base does the ball reacts differently, you know, off the club face, the way it rolls, the way it bounces, the creativity required, the shave down areas, uh, around the greens, the fact that there's basically zero rough on this golf course. Like these are all things that someone like Cam Davis should be much more exposed to than a lot of other guys. And if you, if you tap into the wider fairways and you think he can keep it in the fairways, he's a go right? Because that's the only concern. The only concern is that he's so wayward off the tee, you start bringing in a lot of those marshes and wetlands and uh, trouble areas. And now you're at the mercy of your lie in the sand or your stymie behind a tree. I, I think that um, this is a plus play, you know, call it a seven out of 10, something like that for Cam Davis, who's been like, let's be real. He's been very, very good. Finished T30 at the Zozo Championship last week, played okay at Shriners and still finished T37. And that was a, a losing approach week for him and a, lo a losing putting week for him, which is kind of unlikely to happen again. I'll just pivot this into, is Jason Day back? Like, that's the very next question. All the things that I say about, um, like, the Australian sandbelt stuff, like, all the same. And, oh, by the way, he gained nine strokes ball striking at the Shriners, which is, this is a really good sign, right? So, um it was probably last summer where someone was like, Hey, is what's Jason day situation. And I was like, well, look at his stat profile, right? Minus four, minus three, minus three, minus three on approach in four consecutive weeks. When, when he is at his best, he was one of the best approach players in the world. He's never going to be that guy again. Cause he's, he was a number one player in the world. He won seven times in 17 starts, but to be back towards his DNA is a really good time. One, two, three, four, five, six straight weeks of gaining on approach in which Three of them have been three and a half strokes or more. That is a really, really good sign. So um, I, 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 I think this is a, a spot to buy on Jason Day. And it might be one week only, right? Depending on where he goes and where he tees it up next. And um, we were a week early on Ricky giving him the one week special and he played well the week after. So we were a week early on Ricky. We might be a week early on Jason Day, but this, this feels like a pretty strong spot to run him out. Uh, best play in the 71, 70 to $100 set. Oh boy. 70 to one to 100 to one guys this week outside of Emiliano Grillo. Okay. So let's pull it up. So 70 to 100. Um, Keith Mitchell, 75 to one is an, is a guy that I bet Jason days at 80. That's not bad. What do we think about Ricky? Right. Um, what does Ricky have going well for him? Played well last week, played well in Napa. He plays well at open Fazio courses, uh, Summit Club, right? Which is basically the last 54-hole lead before the one he just had. The other thing that I think is interesting about Ricky is look at the difference in markets. 55 to 1 at FanDuel, 80 at DraftKings, 66 to 1, 65 to 1, 70 to 1. The markets don't know what to do with him. If you can find an 80 on Ricky, I wouldn't mind that. Um Outside of that, I don't love anything. I will say, I don't know if he can actually win. SH Kim, so you're seeing him here listed as Song Hyun, Hyun Kim, is a killer. 
And that swing is super good. And let's look at what he's been up to. I don't know if he can actually win this thing, but he finished fourth at Shriners and was a flusher. 13th at the Sanderson Farms, T36 at Fortinet. The withdrawal at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, he had already gained nine strokes to the field that week. Like this is a great stretch of golf for him. And I think he passes the sniff test. I think he passes the eye test. I think he passes the stat test. It's a hundred to one. I don't know if he can win it. Happy live chat day, Rick. Thank you. We no longer call it Wednesday. Okay. That's fair. I can accept that. I call it Wednesday. I mean, do a, depth, a, a deep dive on Sepp Straka. Yeah. So the, the problem with this stat profile, uh, we don't know how he did it at Zozo, right? So we don't get the lasers. We don't get the cameras. We don't get the strokes gain breakdown abroad. Uh, finished T45 and lost strokes to the field. That's the first time he's lost strokes to the field since the Wyndham Championship. So now this could go a couple of different ways. We've seen this. We saw this with Trey, uh, Trey Molinax, right? A guy plays horrible, gets hot, and then has a week where you're not sure what to do. Will Sepp Straka revert to this version, the six missed cut version, or will he go back to this version? the second, 28th, 7th, 2nd version? That's the big question. Molinax went back to the bad version. Uh, we see this a lot. I think in general, it is a spot to give him one more chance because most people will just forget about it. What's his projected ownership? 13%, honestly, higher than I expected. That's his projected ownership. So I... I think I think you give him one more chance. If he has another bad week, we can worry about him down the road. But I think you give this guy one more chance. Also, I believe he's also a Georgia guy. Not that that matters or means anything, but he went to Georgia, didn't he? Georgia Bulldog via Austria. What's the betting card look like? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let me log in. I think I bet a lot of guys. I got a little excited this week. This is definitely the premier event of the fall. So I might've bet a lot. Obviously Victor's on the card. Uh, here we go. Oh no. Well, yeah, I did. I did kind of bet a lot, but they are, they, I, they start at 24 to one. So I got Fitzpatrick at 24 to one, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Hovland at 25, which again, I don't usually count Spieth at 33. Yeah. I'm a believer. So my, my two, Two top of the board bets are 24 to 1 and 33 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth. So I'm hoping that I don't get burned by the Rory Rom buzzsaw. Hatton at 46, Keith Mitchell at 65, Grillo at 75, Jason Day at 75. There you go. Those are mine. Doesn't mean you have to bet it. Save your money. Probably losers. Rick, can you run a model that identifies players with the ability to work the ball and basically be creative? Man, if I could quantify that, I could run a model on it. However, I don't know how we would quantify it. Um, I was I had a dream last night or I was thinking last night about how we just need access to... I mean, I think the tour at this point, for most, for most shots that have... Most courses that have shot link... We are basically getting every shot. They have so many TrackMan devices out there. I, I think we're getting most shots recorded. That they're just not sharing that data in a way that I would like it to be. So I would love to have like a, a the the golf version of a baseball savant site where it's just a giant database and I can see the hardest hit ball off the t like all that stuff. 
But uh, Chris, if there was a way to quantify it, we could model it, but I don't, I don't know how we'd quantify that. Am I an idiot for burning Spieth in one and done? Um, probably, probably. I, I bet him, right? So I, I don't think it's, it's horrible. And it is a, I think first is basically $2 million, 1.98. So I think you want someone. Um, the, the thing with Spieth is he has so many good spots, right? Anywhere in Texas that he plays. And now, so here's the other thing. The schedule right? We've got the elevated events and the top players in the world are now committing to these like, you know, 20 events or whatever it's going to be. Spieth is still indicating he's going to play colonial or whatever, right? Like he's going to play the AT&T Byron Nelson. So you might get a situation where Jordan Spieth and maybe Scotty Scheffler are the only two guys that go to Texas because those are not elevated events anymore. And Spieth might be six to one in an event that pays one, four, one five, something like that. You're also going to get an opportunity to play him at Augusta National. You're also going to get an opportunity to play him at a Open Championship, right? I think. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna freaking defend likely now at a larger field event at RBC Heritage, right? I think there's just so many spots to use Jordan Spieth that this feels like it's the sixth or seventh best spot to use him, right? We have no idea how he's going to play at Congaree. We have a very good idea how he's going to play everywhere else. Uh, I'll just tell you in the run and done, I used, I used, um, I used Rory McIlroy, which is kind of jarring, but I, I, I kind of got talked into him and I, I, I get it right. So the case for Rory is that, um, one, he's probably the best player in the world right now. And he is just shredding everything. Look at this. T8 win, runner-up, fourth, fourth. That's his last five. Go back even further. He has a miscut in Memphis, and otherwise, these are single-digit returns and finishes. Uh, Fazio killer, distance, accuracy, the putter's fixed. It's $2 million up top. So the argument is, would you rather play Rory McIlroy now for $2 million or play him at a major championship? And you get a major championship, which is probably going to be like $2.7 million to the winner, but I think the field's going to be a lot harder and it's certainly going to be deeper, right? When you go to a PGA championship or a player's championship or wherever else, uh, it's going to be deeper. And you're also likely to inject Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, uh, whoever else qualifies from live, right? When, when that gets all figured out, I've convinced myself that in a 78 player field with $2 million up top, which would be equivalent to second place at a major championship, in a much smaller field, playing as good as he is on a course that should suit him, I've played Rory McIlroy. That could be wrong, but that's what I've done. Badger says, good afternoon, Rick. Hope all is well. You as well. In this field, who are the longest, straightest drivers of the ball? If you have time for one extra question, total lagging. Okay, so I think the way we should just do this would be, I mean... Like there's a couple ways, but we could just do, all right. So one, I'll show you just last 36 rounds, um, strokes gained off the tee, Cam Young, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Sung J.M., Keith Mitchell, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors. Um, that's not a perfect answer to your question. So I will also go to 
the stats page. I will go to off the tee and we can look at probably total driving because total driving literally is the combination of accuracy and distance. So that's Rom, Mitchell, Connors, Sung Jay, Emiliano Grillo, Victor Hovland. Not really that big of change, changes there. And then to answer your other question, total lagging. Um, is that a stat I made up, right? There was a there was a week where uh, it was super large green. Maybe it was the Open Championship, and I combined approach putt performance and maybe three putt avoidance or something like that to make a total lagging stat. I, I don't have that handy every single week, so I'll just show you the best approach putt performances. Uh, Trey Molinax, and then a bunch of guys tied: Alex Noren, Brian Harmon, Chris Kirk, Jordan Spieth, Hideki, Justin Thomas, Luke List so on and so forth. So um, total lagging is a stat I made up on a on the spot. Maybe I'll have to work that into the database. Last man in, in general, is it Danny Willett? Um, you know, interesting, you know, Willett, what have we seen him? Did he play? He must've played the Alfred Dunhill links, right? But we haven't seen him since uh, the playoff or not the playoff, the 72nd hole. So boy, this is a very tough scene, not a tough scene, but like a very difficult to, try to figure out what's going to happen here. So Danny Willett's got T7, T67, missed cut, T9, missed cut. Should have won the Fortinet, but finished second, missed cut. Wow. Boy. Um, I really don't know. Super reliant on the short game. Very good putter. Very good around the greens. Not a good approach player. A slight positive off the tee player. Wow. That is a very difficult guy to predict. Um, I'm like a four out of 10 on him. Let's look at the cheat sheet though, and look for kind of that last man in that you're referring to. So Danny Willett's price is 6,200. It's pretty good for 6,200. The other guy that I would consider, I believe is, uh, Yosop Sio. Let me pull him up right now. Yosop Sio has this string of results on the Asian tour. 14th at the Shinhan Donghai Open, 15th at the Korean International Series, 22nd in Singapore, 4th in Indonesia. That was his August and September. Go back a little bit further into June. He's got another 11th place finish. He's played this event before. Didn't go particularly well, but he played it. The other one is Bio Kim, who's the 129th ranked player in the world. Uh, he is coming off a runner-up finish two starts ago. He won just in May. Um Played the Scottish Open, missed the cut. Played the PGA Championship, missed the cut. Outside of that, it's been pretty good. I think he's min price though. Yeah, six thousand dollars. So it might be it might be Danny Willett if you're willing to go into the into the Asian Tour guys. I think it's Yosop Sio or Biokim. Is there a way on Rick Run Good to look up how players have done the week immediately following the Zozo Championship? I believe it was Bermuda. Um, well, I could show you Bermuda, but I think what you're asking for is guys that played both the Zozo and the Bermuda. There is not a way to do that, but I will look into that because that's that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, couple of deep dive requests here. One on Kucher, one on Lee Hodges. Kucher's been surprisingly good, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't drive it long anymore. That's why he loses off the tee, but the approach play has been solid and at least gives you a crack at it. And then he's always putting well. I mean, his, his year started with the T12. He's missed the cut twice in his last 12 starts, something like that. 
it's actually a lot better than I would have anticipated. He's just going to have to be, um, he's going to be pretty sharp on the greens. Lee Hodges, I think is probably much more interesting. Lee Hodges. Um, yeah. T23 at the, at the Zozo. Look, this is a stat profile that you like to see very good ball striking consistently strong around the greens. And then a very volatile putter from minus four to 2.9 in his last eight starts. That's great. This, this is a stat profile and it's why he's been able to finish inside the top 15 or the top 25, uh, fairly frequently. Right. Remember when he, what was he in the, was it the American express that he was like in the final group and it, it was, he was in, he ended up finishing T3 that week, but could have easily been his first win and was a taste of why he's going to be inside the top 15 pretty frequently. So I like that. For a single entry, what type of lineup bill would you lean grab a 10 and a nine and then hold up, load up in the seven K range? I, I think I prefer a more stars and scrubs approach. Uh, stroke skiing CJ hat, best hat in the world. Best hat in the world. Can't buy it anywhere though. If anybody has access to one of those CJ hats, um, give me a holler. Here's a Billy Horschel question. How about that? How about that? Right? So T21 at the tour championship, but that was, uh, I think he started like T18 or T19 or something like that. T9 at the BMW PGA championship. Great result. Played fine at the president's cup T10, the offered Dunhill links championship. I do think that, um, you know, we've seen Billy get creative, right. On some of these, I don't want to call them link style golf courses, but these creativity style golf courses, right. Which is what I think Congaree is. This is a pretty good stat profile. I'm like a six and a half out of 10 on him. Who have you warmed and who have you cooled on? Uh, warmed on Rory and warmed on, um, there was someone and I made a mental note to be like, what high I'm warming on this guy. Who was it? Um, hold on. I legitimately like made a mental note to be like, Oh no, I'm definitely warming on this guy. Cam young. No, I don't think so. Hatton. No, I was always pretty high on him. Uh, Mito, I think is the guy. Because there's there are some kind of comps and similarities to Southern Hills, right? With with like a lot of these runoffs and not a lot of um, rough or thick rough around the greens or anything like that. And obviously he was leading there for a a very long time. So I've I've warmed on Mito. We've seen him the ability to just get absolutely scorching and be a great driver and one of the honestly one of the better ball strikers that we have on tour. Last 36, I don't think he should. Oh, he does. He's like 10th in terms of ball striking. Last 100, I think he's like first. Uh, maybe not anymore. I lied. He's okay. He's like sixth or seventh, which is outstanding. He's better than Colin Morikawa in ball striking. He's better than uh, Cam Young. Awesome. So I think he's the guy. Guys I've cooled on. I worry about Morikawa. I'm not going to lie. I, I really like it, and I think he's in for a big year, but I just don't know anymore. Not much talk about Homa. Seems to rate out well here. Yeah, I think Homa is proving uh, he can contend anywhere, right? And the harder, the better almost, right? Quail Hollow and uh, TPC Potomac and Riviera was awesome at the president's cup. He got it done again in Napa and it was like nasty conditions. Look at how he drives the ball. Look at how he drives it. He has not lost 
more than a stroke off the tee since this event last year. That was Summit Club. It was a year ago. Um, approach play, great. Yeah, this is this is such a good stat profile. All right, I'm going to skip some questions here. See if we can find some goodies. Is the narrative that driving accuracy is not important flawed this week? Some clips from 2021 look like a wild driver can put you in really rough spots. I agree with that, right? And that that has been my that's been my stance all week. But driving accuracy is a stat, right? Driving accuracy means did you hit the fairway or not? If the fairways are wider, you hit more fairways. But if you miss, you are punished more. So that's I think that's pretty I don't I don't know if there's anyone who is doubting missing the fairway is not good, right? Like if you miss the fairway, it's not good. Like I think everyone agrees on that. I think the argument would be is distance more important or is driving accuracy or are guys that are normally more wild off the tee not as bad this week because the fairways are wider? I think that is the discussion. I don't think anyone is saying if you miss the fairway, you're not in big trouble. This is a great tournament. Is this the, is this the big storyline heading into the, this week? What is going on outside the ropes with four elevated? Yeah, that lo, great job picking the four elevated events. Uh, I hope they change every year. I hope that it's an opportunity to get the 3M and John Deere and all these other places eventually an elevated event, whether it's just for one out of every three or four years. But great start. Best nine and 10 K long-term Bermuda putters. Okay. So go to the Holy grail long-term. So you want like everything? Like I'll just do back to 2015. That's, that's long-term to me. We'll do Bermuda putters. We will sort by putting for everybody in this field, but we'll only look, actually, I guess we'll just sort by salary for the nine and 10 K range. Um, whoops. I guess I got to get the Palmetto championship out of there. There we go. Uh, Burns. Right. There's a reason they call him Bermuda Burns 0.65. Same as Matt Fitzpatrick. Also Sung J 0.38. Those three. Everybody else is a pretty neutral putter, honestly, uh, in the nine and 10 K range. The big four at the top are just barely positive putters on Bermuda. Victor, tiniest little negative. Max, small positive. Colin, pretty big negative. There you go. Urban Dictionary does not count for a saying, a street saying. I would argue it is the only reference point that matters. <laughs> like literally the only reference that matters. Any thought on expanding Rick Rungood articles behind uh, beyond just Andy's two? No, but I wouldn't rule it out. I'm not going to write them. I don't like writing. I don't think I'm particularly good at it. I'm not interested in doing it. I think there's value to it. I do understand there is a pretty significant portion of the audience that would rather read than listen to a podcast or or a video. I get that. It's just unlikely to come from me. I think that there is an opportunity to maybe do European content or something like that. Or I don't what I don't want to do, and I, I just never want to do just like the same thing, right? Like I don't want to just do like a European tour 
preview. Um, but if there was like, hey, here are some pivots or like something unique. I, that's why I really like Andy's too, right? Andy does a deep dive on the course, which he's the best nerd at. And then he does a Wednesday, like now that all the information is out, pivots and ownership and all that, like that's very valuable, actionable information. If it's not valuable I, and it's just fodder for the website, I don't want to add it. So if you have any suggestions, uh, I'm interested, but I, I cannot imagine they're going to be coming from my fingertips. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Somebody else, maybe, I don't know. AG wants to know if web stuff is still ugly. Unfortunately, it is. I think the biggest concern, um, I mean, there's a lot of concerns here. He went cut, cut, T69, withdraw, cut, cut. That's about as bad as it gets. I think the big concern is he's not even putting well, right? Remember, he was one of the best putters in the world. Um, you can see the deep green here. We are a long way from that. We are, we're eight months from that. No, I mean, probably longer, probably a year from that. Combine that with then the rest of it, which is he's no longer a great approach player, which he, again, once was phenomenal. Um, this, it's, a lot, it's a lot to be concerned about. This is only a stacked field because a lot of them wanted to be there in person when the four elevated events were confirmed officially. I don't think that's true. This is a stacked field because it is an invitational that uh, is being held in the States and there's $2 million up top. I don't think they care about being on site when a press release gets sent out. I don't think so. Do you have any idea when we might get news on the Netflix series? I I thought I saw um, first quarter of, of, of next year. Let me try to confirm this. I saw a tweet, a guy who's like a director, producer on the show. Um, stand by, stand by. I thought I could find it. I thought I could find it pretty quickly, but maybe I cannot. I thought it was early Q1. It's like January, February, but now I can't find it. So that's what I thought. Who do you like the best in the nines? Fitz, Hovland, or Homa? I believe it's Fitzpatrick. Do you ever play cash games? No. I like the volatility. I want the lottery ticket. I don't care to double my money. I want a thousand X my money. Couple uh, consecutive questions about Davis Riley. Let's let's do a Davis Riley deep dive. I wish we had that Zozo stuff. Um, three really bad weeks out of four. The one that he played well was the T19 at the Sanderson. But when you lose five at a no-cut event, 6.7 at a cut event, and 6.4 at a no-cut event, woof. Which means you've now, and then you combine that with these two missed cuts here, that's like five really bad starts in your last eight. Six in your last nine, kind of. Um, so that worries me, right? We are no longer in this range of results and ball striking from... Davis Riley. So I think we're going to have to take a wait and see approach. That's my thought. You can plan. Uh, probably no Harris English love, but, but we're close, right? So this is, this is a guy we've been monitoring for a long time. 
finally gained a decent bid on approach in Las Vegas, 3.7. If he does it again, or gives me a stat profile like this, where he gains in three out of four, I'm interested because he's trying to get back to this, which is gaining across the board. Uh, and he was losing across the board for a while. So if we can get another T28 with positive in three out of four categories, preferably the T to green categories, I'd be a lot more interested. So we're, we're, we're close, Jesse. I'm just not quite there yet. Um, producer's pick. She'll tell me in a second. What ball did you fit into today? Uh, so I hit all the balls and, and took all the numbers. I now have to crunch the data. I have not had a chance to look at it yet. So I've got to pull it into Excel and I've got to get everything all situated, but I, I think it's likely to be the pro V one X, the pro plus, um, from vice the feel. I don't think the Mizuno, I don't think those numbers are going to be there. I don't think that, uh, the Chrome soft was actually pretty good just off of what I felt, but I'd have to look at the numbers. Armina's going with uh, Tom Hoagie. She sent me a picture of a Hoagie. Low-owned, cheap Hideki. Ah, boy. Um, I will not get there on Hideki. Right. Right. T40 at the Zozo. We don't have the breakdown. President's Cup, fine, whatever. D not driving it nearly as well. Approach play, iffy. Th this, this. I, I think, I think it is a good conversation to have though about uh, trying to get catch Hideki early, right? A 6.9% owned Hideki is pretty interesting if there was like any signs of life. I do think that there are guys you want to catch early and there's guys you want to catch late. I'll be late on Harris English. I'll be late. Mostly I have been late on Ricky Fowler. Um, a guy like Hideki who's still very much in his prime, who is still very much capable of being the best ball striker in a given week and has improved the putter much longer term, I think is the type of guy you want to be early on. I just don't know if that's this week. That's my opinion. Andy's two articles are perfect. Great. You have a simulator at home and not and still not scratch? Crazy, right? I know. Much better than I used to be, but pretty crazy. Uh, I'm at the end of the questions. So we can either stop or we can keep going. Those are the two options. I'm going to circle back up because there was a question about Kurt Kitayama that I skipped because I, um, I think he played better last week. Yeah. Of course, it's the week when everybody's on him, right? So he goes uh, seventh at the Italian Open. Kind of a good missed cut at the Shriners and T29 at the Zozo. I think you got to run him out again, right? If you if you played him at the Shriners or you didn't, I think you got to run him out again. So now the last five are T19 at a playoff event, T32, seventh, missed cut, which he lost three and a half strokes putting, and a T29 at the Zozo. I will also tell you, so... By the fact that I see that he gained strokes for the week in Las Vegas and missed the cut, that means he missed the cut on the number. Uh, so he lost three and a half putting. He also, I watched him make a double on five where he, sh it was the worst he could have played. I mean, he, 
hit a iron into this into the par three that got held up into the wind. It was a horrible miss, and he's his ball was on the rocks. Um, he tried to hit it off the rocks instead of taking a drop. He barely moved it. Then he had to do it again. He ends up making a double. I actually think if he just took the took the drop, he probably gets up and down from where he was and makes a bogey. So I I think combine that with like one really ugly hole at least around the green and then a horrible putting performance, which is probably one of the, it's definitely one of the worst of his year. And he still missed, still only made the cut on the, missed the cut on the number. I think you got to go back to him. Uh, it is a foresight sim in a box. It's a GC three. It's not the quad. Uh, it's very, I love it. Would you play Seamus this week? My first instinct was yes, but let's actually look at this. Oh God, this guy. Um, maybe not, man. I guess I guess maybe I thought this was better. Um two ugly, two, you know, two miscuts, a 65th, which is basically dead last at the BMW championship, a T30 at the Sanderson where he lost strokes on approach. So now we've got one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive events in which he's lost strokes on approach. I guess you can't play him. I would like to, because I love the guy and I also love the upside, but this isn't any played well here at Congaree before, but this is not the stat profile of Seamus power, right? Six, six in a row losing on approach. That's not him. This is him gaining routinely on approach. Um, Two, three, four, five. That's him. The putter's there. That's great. But we are not seeing good Seamus right now. So it is sad, but he's got to go. Anything else? Kind of kind of running low here. Are we worried about guys going back to back to back? Shriners, Zozo, CJ. No. I'm just not. Let me think about what else. Here's the one-and-done ownership from officefootballpool.com. This is site-wide. You can go see this right now. It's not for the run-and-done. Don't at me. Victor Hovland's the most popular, 9.6%. Matt Fitzpatrick, 8.2%. Rory, 6.9%. Terrell Hatton, 6.6%. Sungjae, 6.1%. Nobody over 10%. That is a very spread-out ownership for a one-and-done. Um, and there are 17 guys between 2% and 9%. Pretty interesting. So you can basically get anybody you want not have it be super popular and get your crack at $2 million. That's exciting. What else is happening? Um, I will also show you this. Last week in the jock market, Keegan went for 803, paid out $25 a share. Andrew Putnam, 555, paid out 20 a share. Ricky Fowler, 509, paid out 18. This is stock market DFS, and you can now short golfers during the IPO. So if you get into the IPO tonight, and you see that Rory McIlroy is like $9 or something like that, and you don't think Rory's going to have a good week, you can short Rory during IPO. You can short him during the event, but you can short him during IPO, which is a huge improvement to the liquidity of the market. So stock market DFS, this is going nuts right now. They're hiring like crazy. Uh, more people are playing like crazy, and you don't need that outright winner. You just need someone to outperform their expectation, like Cam Champ. $4.22 a share, paid out $12 a share. So um, 
Use the code Rick. There's a link in the description. Get you a deposit bonus. But they're doing really good work over there. And then there's a power hour tonight. Joe Idoni and myself will take you through all of that starting at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Lowry keeps popping up in my models. That is, uh, that's good. I, I like Shane Lowry. You talk about, you know, the guys that, that kind of wreak creativity to me, uh, Shane Lowry and Matt Fitzpatrick and, and Jordan Speed. These are guys that I just think can put the ball in the hole, which is not a metric that I, <laughs> I normally talk about, but they can just put the ball in the hole. Uh, Max Home is kind of getting that way. Right, he does it in a different style. It's a very American style of golf, but he just puts the ball in the hole. Um, so yeah, Lowry's Lowry's kind of exciting, and Lowry's actually, you know, you got to remember a lot of these guys have been playing, right? I think I think Lowry's teed it up a couple times on the European tour. Yeah, he won uh, the BMW PGA Championship. Why don't I remember that at all? I thought he didn't win. Am I confusing this with something else? Am I confusing this with another event? My brain is like BMW PGA Championship. Did he just win that recently? I'm fried right now on this Wednesday. He won at Wentworth. Yeah. Over Rom and Rory. Okay. Uh, that like literally left my brain. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty good one. Oh, it's 54 holes. That's why I don't. You know what the other thing was? It was my birthday weekend. We were out of town. That's the other thing. 54 holes out of town. Uh, it was my birthday. I was disconnected. I literally could not remember that. Okay. Thank you. All right. I think that's going to do it. Yeah, that'll do it. All right. Um, big thanks to everybody tuning in. Keep an eye out for hopefully a, a massive uh, push on a new custom model that you'll probably see on the site this week. But if not, uh, you'll be able to, I'm certain you'll be able to use it for next week. I'm making big improvements into rickrungood.com. That's my goal, right? I've I've stopped doing other things so that I could say rickrungood.com is going to be uh, the greatest fantasy and betting site for golf that I can ever make it. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that um, you sign up. I hope that it is valuable because my goal is to really pour a lot of energy, a lot of time, and a lot of resources into it. And, um, I'm pretty stoked with what it's, what it's going to eventually be. So there you have it. Otherwise, I don't know. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy your day. Go pet your dog and, uh, catch you next time.